Hymns are an excellent way for us to use when we're contacting the Lord in the mornings. Um, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, it's so good to be here with you all. Um, actually, I think I want to introduce myself. I'm looking around. Most of your faces I do not recognize. My name is uh, Shepherd Ho. I'm from New Jersey, uh, Piscataway. Uh, New Jersey is this small little state from in between Pennsylvania and New York. For those who are not aware, most people travel from Philadelphia to New York City. They cross through New Jersey. Um, so we're neglected, but you're welcome to visit. Uh, that's my shameless plug for the morning. Uh, but it's, again, very good for us all to be here uh, in such a way. Um, I just want to start um, in this way. From last night, we received a little introduction uh, on what Jubilee is, the definition. Do you remember those three words? What were those three words? Rest. Enjoyment. Shouting. I want to focus on these first two words, rest and enjoyment. You know, this is our burden for you all this week, that you would enter, not just know about the Jubilee, but that you would enter into the reality of the Jubilee and to experience rest and enjoyment. Don't you want to experience rest and enjoyment? This whole world is running by anxiety, but we can be here in perfect rest and have the purest enjoyment. This is my desire. I think this is all of your desire. Um, but, you know, our brother last night, and I was really struck by what he said. He mentioned that we don't want to just enjoy or experience the Jubilee sporadically, once in a while. But he used this term, full Full, full rest, full enjoyment. So this is really, really the, the burden on all our hearts that all of us, we could enter into the experience of full rest, full enjoyment, full satisfaction. Okay, why am I sharing all of this? This is not on the evening line. Um, but I really feel, brothers and sisters, for us to experience full rest and full enjoyment, we need to have what? The adequate time with the Lord. We need to have a private time. We need to have a hidden life. So these morning messages on morning revival is very important. Uh, don't just think that this is just a filler. Uh, actually, I think many of us, we, we've heard of these things before. Every genuine Christian, if you ask them, what do we need to do as believers? Maybe they would respond, well, as believers, we need to have fellowship with God. We need to contact God. That's true. 
But when we consider this matter, actually we realize that there is a lot to it. Uh, and so this is why every morning this week we will get into these things. Uh, myself with Brother Marty will cover um, some messages. And our burden really is to first give you a, a picture, present a burden of why. Why this time is so essential. And then later on to give you some practical points, some handles for you to utilize and practice. So this time will be divided up in this way. Uh, we'll share for 15 Actually, we, we started a little earlier this morning, so I'll have a little extra time. Um, but then after our sharing, we will send you out so that you could have some time to practice. And you'll see that in this matter, we need to practice. Every human being has a capacity, uh, for example, to play the piano, right, uh, to ride a bike. We all have the ability but you put me in front of the piano, all I can do is, Mary had a little lamb. Why? Because I have not practiced. There was not much training. But in the same way, in our spending time with the Lord, we all have the capacity. But we need to be trained. And this is why we're here. Have you given yourself to be trained this week? So let's all... Come under the training. Maybe you're sitting here, oh, I've heard these things since I was 11. Oh, I need to spend time with the Lord. Well, to you, I would say, I hope you would just drop all the previous concepts, what you think. Just pursue. Forget the things which are behind. Let's start in a fresh way. Um, so let's go right into uh, the first day. Uh, if you turn into your notebook, this is under the tab private time, and I believe this is page five. So this morning, we want to focus on this matter, private, private. Um, so I had shared uh, earlier that all genuine believers have a realization that we need to fellowship with God. And so in John 4.24, a lot of us, we know this verse, that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truthfulness. So God is spirit. But for us, for us to contact him, for us to enjoy him, we need to use our spirit in order to fellowship with him. But this matter of worship, I would say, there's really two aspects. There is the aspect of corporate worship. Where all of us, you know, there's about 550 people in this room. Last night, we, uh, the ushers counted. We had over 2,700. Hallelujah. We all made it. That is a form of what? A corporate worship. And all of you, throughout your week, in your Christian life, you have many times where you gather together and you worship God. Am I right? You enjoy God with the brothers, with the sisters. And that's essential. But on the other side, actually, this worship that we have with the Lord, there's also something very personal, something very intimate, something very affectionate. I hope you're jotting all these words down. Personal, intimate, affectionate. 
So we can say that our worship of God is balanced. It's very balanced. It needs to be balanced. You need to have the corporate aspect, but you also need to have the personal aspect. And why is this? Well, that's because the Bible shows us this is the way. In Song of Songs 1-4, it says what? Draw me, and we will run after you. So here, we're all together. We're running after the Lord. But did you notice it also says in the beginning, draw me. We could turn that into a very personal prayer. Lord, draw me. Draw me this morning. Lord, I want to be drawn by you. I want to be drawn by your love. Isn't this awesome? The creator of this universe. He is so immense. He is everywhere. And yet he wants you to come to him in a personal way. He wants to spend time with you, just you, one-on-one. Draw me. Okay. There are other verses, too. Um, In Philippians 3.12, actually, this is the basis of the, the song that we sang. It says, I pursue. Paul prayed or Paul spoke, forgetting all the other things behind. One thing that I do, I pursue. I pursue. Paul was pursuing. But in 2 Timothy 2.22, it says what? Pursue with those. Right? So again, you see in the word, there are these two aspects. Something together and something that is very personal. And so actually, the Lord was such a person. And we'll come right into the outline. Um, Well, it's not really an outline, and that's okay. But really, it's just a... um, a portion here from the word in Matthew 14, 23. How about uh, brothers? You can read this out loud. Let's release our spirit. Go. Okay. So I want to point out a few words right away. He sent The crowds away. Do you notice the word crowds? What is a crowd? A crowd is a lot of people. What is a crowd? 2,800 people. That's a crowd. But it's good to be a crowd. Actually, the Lord, I mean, this is not something, you can't say it's altogether negative. Because early on, you know, the context of this verse is in Matthew 14. What did the Lord do? He fed the 4,000. And it says that he was, what, full of compassion. The disciples, they were like, Lord, these people are hungry. Send them away. But the Lord, he was filled with compassion over the crowd, and he fed them all, right? So to the Lord, the crowd wasn't something negative. But you you need to understand the burden from this verse. At a certain time, again, now we start to see the Lord is very balanced. At a certain time, what did he do? He sent the crowds away. And what did he do? He went up to the mountain. All of us, we need to find our, quote, quote, mountain. Maybe if you're in the Midwest, there's not much mountains, right? But you need to go find your mountain. You need to go up to your mountain. But are you going up to the mountain with 
Your buddies? No. What does it say? Privately. And so this is the burden this morning. Privately. What does that mean? That means by yourself. It's not in a public way. It's not to make a show. It's just you and the Lord alone, together, in intimacy, loving him, enjoying him, in secret, in a hidden way, privately. And when night fell, he was there, what, alone. Uh, so this is the burden. Um, let, me, let me share with you another verse, and this is in Exodus. You could write this down. If you have the Old Testament, you could flip to it. Exodus 34.3. And I'll read you, um, actually, you could write down 2 and 3. In this episode, Jehovah was calling Moses to go up the mountain with him, to meet with him face to face. And I'll just read you 2 and 3. It says, and be ready by the morning and come up in the morning. There's something about morning. Okay, college students? Morning. Okay, come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and what? And present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. And pay attention to verse 3. And no one shall come up with you, nor let anyone be seen anywhere on the mountain, nor let the flocks or herds graze in front of the mountain. So Jehovah wanted Moses to leave everything else the flocks, the herds, what are those? Those are our responsibilities. Leave it on the mountain. Go up privately. Be with me. Be in my presence, just with the Lord alone. You know, sometimes when we're trying to spend time with the Lord, we don't realize it, but in our minds, we, we're just thinking, our thoughts Thinking about what? Our responsibilities for the day. Maybe you're thinking about your, your project or your exam or the paper that's due. You're thinking about your responsibilities. Even sometimes we're thinking about those that we're shepherding, we're caring for. And I, I would just add this for all of us as serving ones. Sometimes this is the first thing that we think of in the morning. And I have to admit, actually... This morning, I had some struggle, too, in the beginning. As I was praying, actually, I started thinking of you all. I started thinking about this message. What is that? That's just the flock and the herds. But there's, there's a time for that. My point is, we need to focus on the Lord and him alone and to leave everything else, to give him our undivided attention. So in our prayer, I mean, we, we, you know, to, to think of other brothers and sisters is not evil, right? So we don't need to repent for that, but we could just say another time, Lord, I just want you right now. I just want you. Just appear to me. Just love me. I just want to love you. This is what we need to do each day. Okay, um, let me hurry up a little bit more. Uh, let's read Matthew 6.6. 6. How about the sisters? You could uh, read that to us with a released spirit. Go ahead. Amen. Again, 
You can underline, if you haven't already, highlight private. What do we do? We enter into our private room. Actually, you know, Matthew 6, the Lord was conducting a training to his disciples, right? This is how we should pray. We need to enter into what? Our private room. And to what? And to shut our door. Now, I want to focus a little bit on this. What is a door? A door is an entryway. Uh, a door is a means for, you know, for example, right there, for us to go in and go out. Actually, we need to shut our door, not just physically, but even psychologically. That means we need to be closed to any sort of distractions, outside distractions. And you'll find, and I think we will touch this over the course of this week, that one of the hardest things to overcome when we're trying to spend time with the Lord is distractions. Am I the only one? How many of you are you struggle with distractions in your morning times? Okay, I think it's most of us. So we need to learn. And really, this takes practice. And I hope throughout the week we could enter into more of this practice and even to engage in fellowship practically. How can we overcome all these distractions? Um, but I'll just start with a, a few points uh, this morning. Practically, uh, and this is really from Romans 8, 6, uh, and that verse says that we need to set our mind on the Spirit. And then also in this verse, write this down, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. This is for your further study later on, not right now. Uh, there in that verse, there's a phrase there. It says that we need to what? Take captive of every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Take captive. What does that show us? That means sometimes our mind, whoo, it wanders, right? Maybe right now you're looking at me, but I don't know where your mind is. Maybe you're thinking about, oh, breakfast, scrambled eggs again. Are they going to serve scrambled eggs every day? I wonder what we're going to have for lunch. Oh, maybe it's chicken. You know, I don't really like the food facility here. Back at home, it's much better. I don't know where you are. Is that not your case? That you're just wandering when we're trying to spend time with the Lord? But in my experience, every time that my mind wanders, I remember this verse. I could, what? Take captive. Sometimes you could even say no. Sometimes it's good to say that audibly. You don't need to necessarily repent, and we'll get to that. Uh, I don't think we'll have time today, but we'll get more into that later. But we could just come right back. Your, your mind is going this way. Take captive. A helpful way is for me is just to call on the Lord. Um, what I like to do, uh, and this helps me a lot, is wherever I am, I'm just, I'm just strolling. I'm walking like this, kind of like this. Um, because you might be different, but for me, if sometimes if I sit in my chair, oh, don't, don't sit in your bed or lie in your bed. That doesn't work. 
I, I've, I found that out. You just fall right back asleep. But as you are spending time with the Lord and you're just calling on his name, that is an excellent means to set your mind on the spirit. Another way, uh, actually, is to sing, kind of like what we were doing earlier. When we sing, actually, our mind is set on the words, on the tunes, and we could use that with our spirit and pray those words back to the Lord. And so these are all some helpful keys in our, in our, in our times with the Lord in the morning. Um, there's another one, uh, and I'll, I'll just end with this, uh, is to, when we're praying, it's sometimes good to, what, pray audibly. And this is from Psalm 5-2. Um, there it says, O Jehovah, in the morning, you have heard my voice. Actually, I was joined that verse this morning. Did you know Jehovah is there, and he wants to listen to you in the morning? I don't think anybody else wants to listen to you at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. But Jehovah is there. And that it's as if he's there waiting. Brother, your name is Yannick. It's like, brother, when you wake up in the morning, it's like Jehovah is just there waiting for you to speak to him. Isn't that wonderful? He's just there waiting to what? To have fellowship with you. To hear you speak to him. Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord Jesus, I give this day to you. He's there in the morning to hear our voice. But I want to point out this matter, voice. There's something to it, saints, that when we speak to the Lord audibly, actually it's a great help uh, in our spending time with him, in our corresponding with him. Okay, um, I think my time is up. We'll have more fellowship along these lines during the week. But what we would like to do right now is to send you off um, you could use this room. We also reserve two other rooms uh, in this building, and that is the multi-purpose room. So you just go through the doors. It's on your left. Um, the multi-purpose room four for the brothers. You could take the chairs with you, uh, but please bring them back. And then multi-purpose room five for the sisters. Okay? Um, and I think you could also... Go outside, but maybe don't wander off too far. Um, you know, use the grounds. We, we all, I know, it, this is going to be a challenge, saints, but we're, we're here endeavoring together, okay? And so maybe for this morning, try to go find your private room, to go to the mountain. And then when you're there, it's okay. You might have a brother right next to you, three feet away. Just shut the door. Close the door. And spend that time with the Lord, okay? And then, um, just to let you all know, just that exit, okay? And so, we're not coming back, right? We're not coming back. So, we're not going to come back. Uh, the next thing on your schedule is a break. So, at 10 o'clock, you can go uh, into your break. But that doesn't mean right now you're on your break. Okay, right now we're going to practice spending our fellowship with the Lord. Um, and so if you need some help, uh, maybe you want to set a timer so you're not checking your phone um, every 10 minutes uh, to see if it's 10 o'clock yet. Uh, but anyways, 
um, we can do our best. Oh, I just want to add one more thing. This phone, this device, you need to be careful in how you use it, just like the brothers were speaking last night. And so, again, Satan knows what you are doing. And he knows the significance of your times with the Lord. And so he will do whatever he can to distract us. And so if you use this, I would say you should turn it off. Sorry, not turn it off, but turn on airplane mode. So that when you're trying to sing a hymn or read a verse, pray reading, you don't get a notification from Instagram saying, oh, something happened, right? That's just something from the enemy, right? We need to be delivered from our distractions. We can't multitask our times with the Lord, okay? So it's best if you have a paper Bible or a hymnal, but we understand if you didn't bring one, you could use your electronic version, but I would say I would highly encourage you to turn it into airplane mode. Okay, so I think you all could go and fan out, and again, at 10 o'clock, you could go straight into your break. Amen.